Three, two, one. <laughs> I was getting ready. <laughs>
coming into contact with the tome in some way, the artifacts in some way, pious in some way. Um, and it's really funny. I think most of the game... So Edwin Lindsay was the last person we talked about in chapter six, and he had actually found the heart, right? The heart of... Um, I forget. I forget what it's called. The heart of uh, darkness or the, the essence of Manta Rock. Manta Rock. You're right. The heart of Manta Rock. Yep. And so he gave that to uh, Edward Royvis. And then the next time we go back in, usually when you find the uh, Tome of Eternal Darkness, you're basically teleported to it's like its own like dimension, its own pocket dimension. And there's these statues of all the characters you're playing as. And the whole time, every time I'm a new character, I'm like, where's Lindsay at? Why is Lindsay not in these statues? Right? The whole time. Yeah. I'm like, where the heck is he? Where the heck is he? Every time we got all the way to the end and I'm like, Lindsay's still not here. Where is he? And someone's like, yo, dummy, he didn't die. He didn't die. Like, he 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 found the heart of Manorok, gave it to Edward Royvis, and then booked it out of there. He's gone. He didn't die. Yeah, he didn't die as a he, result of he, the as, tome. Right. So that was that was the reason there wasn't a statue. And I was I like, see. oh. And there are, so there are a couple people that actually got out and um, seemingly didn't die. Most people died. Like uh, Mike Edwards, right? Mike Edwards got out. Yep. That's he true. made the final delivery, right? Yeah, you he, think? he got the last part. So there are ultimately four artifacts. There are three artifacts um, throughout the game that are found for the gods. And there's the Heart of Manorok, which is the fourth artifact, which was necessary. Well, I actually meant more the, like, the actual delivery. Do you remember the part in the game where you're Alex and you return to the main lobby? Oh, that I don't know. No, you, do I, you... I, don't, I don't know where that came from. I, I I feel like <clears throat> excuse me my voice because, cracked because um, Mike Mike gave it to Edward. I I thought so too, but I thought maybe since they had become connected, there had to have been someone. That was the only part of the story that I don't know if I truly made off with. I felt like it was him uh, because he was the only one of age in recent times that was in contact with his grandfather or. Her grandfather, excuse me, um, hmm. that would have known potentially to drop something off. I'm, I'm not. That's, uh, I who guess, else would have had it though? Wait, he gave it like he gave it to her grandfather. So, well, only, it also had. The only thing I can think of is that her grandfather like hid it somewhere because the whole end of the game. So, hold on, let's let's back up a second. So you're playing all these different chapters as all these different people, um you encounter a big giant boss thing and then you ultimately get to the end of the game where where as Alex you have to gather these artifacts that you've gotten and so what we're talking about is one artifact was in the bookshelf there was another artifact that was in Edward Royvis's her uh, Alex grandfather's safe and then the third artifact is mailed to you um, so at the end of the game, you're able to take these artifacts and then basically summon your own elder god, ancient, um, to fight the opposing one, which we'll get into in a little bit. 
Um, but Mike Edwards was the person to he was able to get the last artifact, which he got from another character who had perished with it. So that's what's really cool is all these characters are connected in some way where one finds it, maybe he died, and then he passes it to the next one. But Mike Edwards, like what I'm saying is Mike Edwards delivers it to Edward Roivas and says, here, here it is. Here's this thing that you need. He's like, I don't want anything to do with it. He's like, but I, he did say I have one thing left to do. And then he disappeared. Yeah. But that doesn't, why would he take the <clears throat> artifact back? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. That is the one he collected, right? It wasn't like the one. So I thought what I had thought was. Oh, I'm trying to think. Well, he also he. So he got he collected two because he got one from the old man. Edward also got one from the other old guy. He was from like, I can't stand looking at right from Peter, from Peter right. And then he got, and that was the one that was in the safe. That's the one that was in the safe, yes. Yeah, so then, yeah, I'm I'm equally as confused as you. Why did he take it back? So I don't know where this package came from. The only thing I can think of is that her grandfather um, Hmm. hit it, you know, like, because Mike said, um, don't, like, he said, don't open, he had it wrapped up. He's like, don't open it, because they'll know exactly where you are. Only, only open it when it's shrouded right so what if he like had it shipped around yeah like that's what i was thinking like maybe maybe her grandfather was like okay cool and whatever so there's this huge timeline for um pious pious augustus which is the very first character second character you play as which also apparently granted pants and i didn't do this Apparently, there's a choice at the very beginning. You choose one of the three artifacts that are laid out in front of you, and we chose the <laughs> same artifact. Unknowingly, How, unknowingly, we chose the same artifact, but apparently that dictates the line of the story, the storyline, the line of the story. What in the world? The um, line of the story? <laughs> yeah. what, kind of what kind of craziness is that? But So that dictates um, different things. Uh, seemingly, the the enemies you encounter the uh it's called the black guardian this is the first major boss in the game that you face in chapter nine um despite ours being blue (laughs) right um but and that guardian is different depending on which one the final um the ancient that you face off the the ancient that pious serves is different um, but the whole point is there's this, so Pius is making a summon that takes two millennia to bring his Lord ancient into existence. And for that also 2000 years, Alex and company, all these people that are connected through these artifacts in the Tome of Darkness are fighting against him to stop it. It's pretty interesting, honestly, it's pretty cool how the overlying story um you know you know like like you said these people over time have worked together seemingly to put a stop to the darkness and at the very end um that creature that pius is trying to erect does come uh 
Um, it, there's literally cinematics of like this creature. Um, I think we, me, and you both saw the same one. Yeah, we would have seen the same thing. Yeah. Um, did you pick green for your final spell? The the color. I, I think I did because that's the only. I think that's the only option. Well, it wouldn't. Yeah, it's the right. only option, I think right? It would have made sense. Tried to choose other things, but um, there wouldn't have been in, a someone, purpose for it. Someone in my chat actually said, "Like, I just picked the first thing," but like, if because, well, hold on, I think that was the only one that made sense because when you're in, you're in this thing where like the summoning portal is, and there are runes around. And I don't know what you did the first time you did that. You select these runes. You had to, uh, you had to shut down the pow- the magic, basically. Dispel it, yeah. Did you choose dispel? Did you choose the runes to dispel the first time? Yeah, I, I choose. I so my yeah, because my idea was like, okay, negate the city, take away the magic. There's also like, um. I don't remember where you pressed B to, like, read this somewhere, but, like, you would press B to read text somewhere or get info. And it was, like, how do we drain the city of the energy oh, or something that's nice. like that? That's not what so I So I was like, oh, dispel it. But I did get confused on the second time around. I was like, I don't know what we're doing here now. Yeah. And I was like, I eventually, you know, I figured it out, was like, oh, we're trying to summon somebody here we're, tr- we're yeah. trying to summon a person um yeah so so on my first time uh, around where you should have dispelled which it sounds like you did this i went in and i was like i can do this i'm gonna summon a giant monster like that was my first instinct was to just oh summon God. a monster and so as you put in the final rune it tries to actually cast the spell and the rune yeah the it stops on a rune and if that rune's wrong, it removes it. And you actually have to go back to that tower and put the rune in. Yeah. Um, so that's how I found out the dispel. The second time, you do summon. And then, um, so you... And I understood that. Like, oh, okay, I'm summoning green. So I got it right the first time. If I would have chose blue or red, I'm sure it would have just been like, nope, that's wrong. And I would have had to go and do it again. Right. And for us, it just made sense to do green because and the the reason why i asked is because it made sense for us to do green because we chose the blue artifact thing i think at the beginning beginning, with pias um so that's what all the enemies we were kind of fighting against were and it was cool that it was there was like this semi choose your own adventure enemy thing where i didn't really know as pias that i was picking the enemy i was going to be fighting against the most (laughs) um but so that's why we picked green, but like during the end, uh, the final fight, there's these cinematics <clears throat> amongst the main creature you're fighting against, which is like I think for us it was the blue creature. It was like the blue yeah. god or whatever. Ooh, yeah. yeah, that friggin' name. That name's crazy. The names in this game are crazy. The language is wild. And then I um, think ours was uh Zel- Zelatos. I believe. Yeah. And then the other whatever one was uh, Chaturga Ch- Ch- or Chatar. Yeah, Chaturga or whatever. And then there was yeah, whatever that is. Manorak, who was like the god of chaos or whatever. Yeah. Chaos god, the guy but, which we only saw a couple times, which was actually kind of unfortunate. I'm, I'm kind well, of. Well, I mean, we only saw it 
it a couple times, but we saw um throughout we don't yeah, we only saw Manta Rock a couple times. You saw we the blue one since we chose the blue one. We saw the blue guy vaguely through like like portal ish talking to bias mm-hmm. and stuff. But the other two we didn't see at all. The the green or the red one we didn't see at all until the very end. The very end, yeah. Because we summoned it in, in these cinematics that I'm talking about. You literally see this <laughs> this insane big green feminine creature, which by the way is very colorful. It's a goddess, actually. The god the green magic that we use. Every time you cast one of those spells, it is a female voice. Oh, you know, that I didn't does even it. think about that. Yeah, and then All the I god that you summon. Pargon, 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 Pargon. Yeah. Pargon, Pargon. <laughs> Which my chat the Dude. whole time was like, Pargon, Pargon, Pargon. <laughs> we'll, so talk, we'll talk about what that is here in a few minutes. But it was right. it was so good. Every time I loved, that is good. I loved hearing it. Because as you crafted the magic. Okay, so that's the that's ultimately the culmination of the story and i said all that because you kind of talked about like chosen people before right and there there was an instance that actually kind of expressed that where i believe it was roberto the uh he was like a surveyor and he was surveying the uh um ruins that were being uh repurposed they were being Mm -hmm. rebuilt and he found Kareem from the very beginning. Um, Kareem took an artifact and he basically was a ghost. And he passed that artifact to uh, Roberto. Because originally Roberto found him and Kareem went to kill him. And it didn't do anything. He wasn't affected by Kareem's attack. And yeah. he's like, oh, you are chosen. And then he passed the artifact to him. And then Roberta was ultimately killed immediately right after that. And then um, with the artifact, and that's how the artifact then passed again. So you have this like 2,000 years of just people from all over the place bringing all these artifacts together in order for Alex to then summon this ancient and uh, defeat Pius. Right. And that's that might sound like like we just took the whole end of the game, just crammed it into a couple moments. But the end of the game was so much deeper in like everything that was going on. Everything expanded. The story expanded. The magic expanded to a point where I don't know that we can break down every chapter and tell you what was going on because it was all about bringing these artifacts together. And those experiences may be different, kind of. I mean, they kind of, some of them will be different depending on what was chosen at the beginning of the game. And we chose the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think, generally speaking, you can say that um, I I feel like <clears throat> the game, something that I rave on on games, either it be good or bad, oftentimes it is the pacing, right? They, and I want I want to say the pacing of this game was actually super solid in terms of like when you're getting introduced to new story bits, um, when you're getting introduced to new mechanics and stuff. Everything seemed to like kind of flow in together and mesh really pretty nice. evenly. Yeah. So like 
every time you kind of get in this groove, which I'm okay with grooves in games. I actually have no problem with that. A lot of people have a stance against it and want this huge, massive, like, open-world-ish kind of thing. You don't really need that. Um, you got in this groove of, okay, you found a page, uh, read the page, revisit the memories of this person as they existed, and there was secrets. There were things you could collect and miss. Um, um, you missed one thing, and I missed something. We've discovered. Right. So kind of cool and interesting that way. <clears throat> but in the midst of reliving that character that you become, you maybe get an item. Uh, or no, I shouldn't say an item. You get a spell most of the time. Most of the time it's a spell that you get or... Um, or skill. Or a skill. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it is a skill. Like playing the piano or... Um, surveying yeah. like that was one thing you could you're a better surveyor you could things uh of structure a little bit better <clears throat> which just gave you something to open up the main world something in the house the mansion that your grandpa had left behind right and it just had a good way of like oh here's a bunch of story in this page here's something that that character needs to get through the story that you're playing through right now. Oh, now it's done. Take what you've learned since that character still applies to you a little bit since they're helping you and you're acquiring spells and stuff. Do something in the house now. Find the next page. It just carried you through the game really nicely, I think. I... There was, like, not really that many times for you to get majorly stuck. You know what I mean? Right. In terms I... of, like, where to go. I did get stuck at one point. Uh, so like, as we were saying, surveying, because Roberto was a surveyor and it brings you into this time where, uh, Pius is like, Hey, you, you're going down here and you're making sure this place is structurally, structurally sound for us to continue building. Like that's his job. He sent down there, like, look, we captured you and that's what you're going to do. So you go down and his job is to go to all these rooms in this place to survey them to make sure that they're good and he's like okay this building needs this area needs to be like structured up a little bit more but eh, it's okay and he goes through and then he ultimately gets to the end he's like okay he's like i'm done he's like but this place is full of demons and monsters he's like you can't keep building and pius is like nope that's why we're gonna build and then, ulti then ultimately he gets killed. He gets thrown into like this, the uh, big tower, you know, cement tower in his face. But which is crazy, by the way, it's wild. But then you, so the chapter ends and you're back to being Alex. And so I'm now, so I'm like, I'm like, okay, what did I learn from uh, Roberto? What did I learn from the surveyor? He surveyed stuff. So my brain was like, I have to survey. So I walked around the office, but I didn't walk into that corner. So I That's left crazy. the room and I scoured the entire mansion with no idea of what I was supposed to do. I'm like, That's I so don't know what to do, man. So finally I came back to the office, then got into the corner and Alex was like, 
the ceiling's crumbling, which, mind you, it was doing the entire time, and there was a clear sound of the roof collapsing. Dude. And I was like, I just didn't take that extra step for it to be like, would you like to survey the roof? Yeah, survey, that's super annoying. Survey the spot because you ultimately find the page, the next page behind the picture. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh man. And that happened a couple times in this game where I felt really dumb. And but you learn skills from every single person except for one. And I think that was Edward himself. You didn't actually learn a skill. You just you had to complete the chapter and then you got a note at the end. And he's like, oh, hey, you can go to these barrels of tipple. He's like, my tipple. Yeah. Which apparently is alcoholic beverage. Um, Yeah, I didn't really get what he said in the letter, but I went downstairs and just was snooping around. And then then you got a pickaxe. I'm like, what the F is this pickaxe for? Right, dude. And then finally it clicked. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's clearly there's a wall where you can pickaxe into. Um, I remembered that because um, earlier in playing the game when I discovered that wall upstairs, I was like, dude, why don't I just have like a hammer or something to go through this with? And then when I got the pickaxe, I was like, oh, like this is going to take me into that room. Because that's honestly for a while, <clears throat> whenever it comes to like uh, a game or something like a uh, horror movie maybe perhaps about a mansion there's always the room and this one was this it was the servant's room it was the servant's closet or whatever it was their bedroom or whatever and it was first it was when you see the door there it's locked but then you like see it when it's like boarded up or whatever you're like why'd they board it up what happened in there yeah so so you're like oh my god what happened in this room and then when you find out, you get this pickaxe. You're like, oh, I know what I can do with this pickaxe. <laughs> you straighten, you go tear it up, dude. And what happened in that room is awesome. I That's love I and I spoil it. It's funny that I'll say this, because if you watched episode one of this or, you know, Eternal Darkness, Sandy's uh, Requiem, you will remember my favorite character from that episode remains the same. He's oh, still dude. my favorite. He's yeah, it's it's so crazy. Yeah. He's still my favorite character, and um, what happened in that room is pretty cool. It's just pretty dope. I don't. It's it's pretty crazy or wrong, maybe that I don't that I think it's that dope. Yeah, like we, why we do I think that's that. dope? But we want you to play the game for that. There you go. Um, so you pretty much, you find these, um, oh, so I was going to, so there's another chapter where you play as, um, it's like World War One, I, I believe it's in 1916. You're playing as, uh, Peter, uh, I forget his last name. You're playing as Peter, right? It's in World War One. The power's out. So this whole time we know there's a room in the mansion where the power's out. Like, oh, the breaker box must be whatever. And oh my god, this part, yeah, I, granted, I had to the look breaker, this part The up. breaker box is in the basement. But while playing as Peter, you find, like, all the power goes out, and it's like, oh, the breaker box, and you go to the breaker box, and he's like, there's a fuse missing, or the fuse is blown. How long were you stuck there? Were you stuck? 
Dude, I so. Oh yeah, I was stuck there. I, I went through the whole house. There, okay, no, 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 so you'll no, notice no. as Peter, not the house yet. That's why I'm okay. Well, it was through the. You're in like a cathedral. It's like yeah, a church. Yeah, the cathedral. So that's that what you I visit. Meant, a, like you visit everywhere a few times, but, but yeah, yeah. So, so Peter, like, okay. I walked through the cathedral like probably three times. In this game, you'll find that there's a lot of going back and forth to like make sure you didn't miss something or like mm -hmm. rechecking the house or the area that you're in because something could have changed or you might have triggered another event to happen or something. So you need to go back and re-explore areas. Uh, I went through and I did it like three times. I was like, I'm not finding anything. So I looked it up. And the solution is just like, dude... That's it, that right there. So this clever. is exactly how I felt. I was like, oh. right. It's so clever, but a I don't know if it's like. Do you think that's real life? Is that like an old, like, like wives' tale or something? Like, just like, like a house remedy trick. Is it real? Are we gonna tell them what it is? I think. Uh, no, because no, that's tell like them, a puzzle. No, no, no. Tell them what it is. Tell them how you how dumb you felt. Dude, so it's it's a penny. It's a penny. It's a, a freaking it's, it's penny. A penny. That's like chopped. It's like a chopped. You're frozen. You're you are frozen. He broke. Uh, oh my god, dude! You came back and you're like, <laughs> so funny. It's so funny. But it was, it was a damaged penny, sure. It was a damaged Yeah, penny. it's a chopped penny, dude. And it's not only a chopped penny, it's a it's marked labeled as a lucky penny. And um you started as Peter with that item. You had that item the entire time. The entire time. And I walked around everywhere without any idea where to go. I was stuck. And finally I told my chat, I'm like, I'm like, look, chat, I'm like, just nudge me in the right direction. Don't tell me the answer, but I have no idea what to do. And my chat's like, hmm. I wonder if you have something to close the circuit. And then immediately my brain was like, oh my God, dude. So you take, you go in the room and you shove the penny in the circuit in the fuse box and it completes the circuit enough to turn the power back on does it actually work i feel i feel like if it wasn't something that was legitimate so you got to think it was 1916 so this is over 100 years ago pennies were probably more brass than copper well i mean pennies are copper right so copper yeah, wiring pennies have always been copper so like yeah they're they are they do have high contact conductivity so i mean it would so, have been it would be more actual like i don't know that they're all like they're not 100 percent copper now they're just copper plated i believe but like then yeah. they would have been like 100 percent copper or or a lot more metal then so completing a circuit with copper that's how we complete circuits we use copper wiring today yeah so would it have worked i think Probably. it would have worked sure now, would, it have, would it have the, lasted very long? Probably not. I, I mean, I don't know. No. 
but given the time period or something like that and how maybe the fuses the shapes and fuses and stuff maybe i could see it i don't see it being something that um would be put in the game that's heavily bs that just doesn't right. based on how the rest of the game is this like wouldn't down, be the one spot this would be the that, one time yeah. they're like nah let's just and eh, give them a penny just no i i, I right. find that hard to believe <laughs> yeah i, I, I doubt find that, that super hard to believe it's just interesting that i you know i hadn't thought about it that way you know with it being like back then different metals or whatever um i just never heard of that like and i was like dude is this like something that like everyone has probably heard of like put hey just put the penny in there and it'll pop a break or connector or i don't i i was like do i am i missing something here yeah i wasn't sure if it was general knowledge i just felt kind of dumb and like i think even peter was like i wonder if this will work and it did. Maybe that's what it was. Like, like I feel like he like, wasn't even confident. He was just kind of like, oh, I think this is my only option. Plot twist, what if it is BS? And it is just a lucky penny, dude. They're just <laughs> like, dude, just, he's a war guy. He's, he's got like, a lucky item. <laughs> this is it. I'm going to try it. Like, the one thing, though, like, it, it is really funny that it's like, hey, basically a, a fuse was missing. And it's like, there's no sign of... It said there's... Basically, paraphrased, there's no sign of knowing where it is. Yeah, another one is, yeah, or whatever. Like, so it was enough information that if you would have read it, basically the game is saying, hey, there's no fuse. You won't find it. It, Dude, you know what? I actually felt so... It was almost add insult to injury after I realized that it was the penny after this moment. Because I read that, and I I knew, I was like, dude, are you kidding me? They weren't trying to incentivize me to look around. They were literally telling me, hey, yeah. you don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. Can I find it? Yeah, that's like, exactly I how so I mad. felt. That's exactly how I felt. And um, <laughs> I actually, there's a similar, I have a similar story, dude, where a little bit that's, later. That's too funny. A little bit later, playing as, um. Oh, man, I don't remember. It was later. So there's a point. There's an instance where you're in a hallway. You're in the temple. And there's, like, this big brown box blocking a uh, doorway. And you have to use the trapper to make the box disappear. Right? You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. In that same yeah. room at the end of the hallway, it's an empty wall. Oh, my God, dude. And... And, um, but prior, prior, when you played previously, there was a door there. So you knew there used to be a door. Yeah. I was stuck there for another just good chunk of time. And I ran around everywhere and I'm like, I don't know what to do here. I'm completely stuck. I used my dispel magic. I used my reveal magic in that hallway. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what's happening. And finally, I was like, hey, chat. I'm like, what do I have to do? And someone, they asked me, they were like, well, did you use your uh, reveal magic? I'm like, well, yeah, I did. They're like, if only it was stronger, dot, dot, dot. 
And I'm like, oh my God. So I just had to do the more most powerful version of it. It's all I had to do. Yeah. I'm like, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. It made me feel dumb I, because it's like, I knew there was a door there. So the, the game is teaching you the mechanics the entire time without actually like holding you your tutorials. hands and giving you tutorials. And that yeah. is phenomenal. It taught you like everything you needed to do. That instance though, I got got right there because But it was frustrating. Mention though, and in the temple, the original temple, um, additions were made and like th throughout history, like certain doors just weren't there yet because they weren't actually added yet, or yeah. like, you know, certain things. So um you really just need to learn in video games. This, this game teaches you to check. Yeah. You need to check stuff. Because at the very least, it, even if you knew, as I got stuck on this part for just even a little bit, um, the main reason I got stuck here, though, is because I, right before progressing into that area, I stopped playing. I took a break. <laughs> Came back the next day, and I was like, wait, where am I? That's where the I need worst to thing. That's the worst Dude, thing. Dude, it's so bad. A hidden door like that that I was okay, they just haven't built that door on this, you know, age or history yet, which is wrong. Because I because... went back eventually and I checked it. And I just needed to cast a level seven freaking reveal invisible. Yeah, the because the idea is. is that it's not that the door it's not that the door wasn't built yet. It's that the door had been built because you went through it previously and it was blocked. It was built over. Yeah. You're frozen again. You now you are also frozen. Now you're back. <laughs> there so, we go. But the game teaches you like there's other instances in which that happened and it taught you that. Um, I want to I wanna do a shout out though real quick to some detail of the game. We've talked about how detailed this game is. In that same hallway, there's that box where you have to use the trapper to make the box disappear. And later, um, I got caught by a trapper, right? And so it sends you to an alternate dimension and you can refill your health and sanity and magic and stuff. But when you leave, there's an exit. There's the box. There was a box that looked exactly the same sitting there at the exit. And there was a guy like mm -hmm. laying next to it also. And I was like, why are these here? What's this box here? And it's because the trapper sends... Because trappers send people to that dimension. Oh, the trapper sent the, the, that uh, box and that the person. Box. And the person that was blocking the door, the first time you have to use the trapper, to that dimension. Dude. So it's, they're just chilling there. I was like, that's, that's awesome. so good. It was so good. And, and I even said that. I'm like... I was like, that's a nod to detail that doesn't matter, right? Like, they could have never been there, and I would have never said anything. But the fact that they were there, and I realized why they were there, made it a million times better. It was so oh, yeah. good. So good. So yeah, that's, that's a big piece of, like you said, giant piece of like have gone untouched, but... Um, it adds a lot to the value of the game overall when I have an experience like that because 
it's it's memorable. Dang it. Before so stuff kind of crapped exactly out. Unfo- we unfortunately, welcome to Discord calls. And that's Woo-hoo! just that's just what welcome happens. Welcome to wonderful quality of Discord. And I mean, I think we're fixed. I think we're good to go now. Um, we're back. You were just uh, we were talking about the attention to detail in the game in that instance of the trapper sending us those things, like sending those things to that dimension, which, in my opinion, didn't that's need right. to, didn't need to be there. And I would have never questioned it. I would have never said anything. But the fact that they were there made it just that much more. Like, I'll always remember that part of the game. Despite it being something super small. Let's talk about the bot. Let's talk about other parts of the game now. We'll talk about... Let's talk about the first boss we encountered. The Black Guardian. Um, I can't really remember that boss. It was the very. Me now. It's the bo- There are two bosses in the game, pants. Two bosses. Oh, you just talking about those? I guess. All right. Well. So the Black Guardian, I, the one you struggled with. Was that really the name of it? It's called the Black Guardian. So. That doesn't make sense, but okay. So it does. So I was looking that up too, because I was looking to figure out what it was called. And, the other two versions are like super dark colored. Um, they're black for better lack of a better term, but the one we have is it's called the black dark guardian or dark guardian because of its temperament, not because of the color of it, but because yeah, and makes sense I because guess. of its like, uh, seemingly because of its like intent, it's an evil and kind of an evil entity. Yeah. <laughs> but that's uh, what I found. I, uh, I mean, I, I, so this I I had troubles on this boss. Um, it wasn't anything. I think it was just phase two, honestly. Like so, the boss was broken down in, into three phases. Uh, phase one, uh, which by the way, this boss is different. Like as Doc just said, that um, depending on what element you picked in the beginning or. What rune? I can't even remember what exactly it was with, uh, that we picked. It's an art. Exactly. The, the one of the three artifacts. It was one of the three artifacts. Okay. Um. So the boss is different depending on what we picked. Artifact we picked in the beginning. Ours, it shot the phase one was like it shot these little balls at us. That if we were hit by it, it would deplete our uh, magic. And then phase two, it started summoning. Which, by the way, you have to hit the creature with a magic attack spell, which you charge the attack. Yeah, which is super important. Yeah, it shoots a ring out from you. Um, and it can hit, you know, it hits enemies or whatever. But in phase one, it's just basically going to hit the target that you're aiming for. Um, that's it. And then phase two, it starts summoning zombies. The struggle that I had was that for some reason in my game, I just wasn't allotted enough time to hit the Guardian before, like, running out of time, basically. Long story short, um, it just took a long time. Uh, phase 3 wasn't too bad relative to the rest of it. It just took a lot of time in, in Phase 2, which is actually surprisingly different than... Doc's experience. Oh, what was me, your uh, experience like, Doc? Let me tell you what. So this this boss is the first major first 
of two bosses. There are two bosses in this game. There's the first one, and the I remember, man, I felt so bad. The first time you see it, Paul Luther, man. Paul Luther goes down, and he's like, oh, yeah. oh and then it comes down, and it's just, just, he's gone. I was like, it absolutely crushes him. And my understanding is that's different, too, depending on the boss. Like, it's this, the same result is the same, but it's different um, depending on the boss, um, which right. makes sense because they're all different. So so the second time you encounter him, I was like, oh, man, this is where I think you fight him as Peter. I'm like, oh, this is where Peter dies. It's like, this is a bummer. And no, it actually goes into a boss fight, which up until this point, you had not encountered boss fights. So I was like, oh, yeah. crap. But you had just recently gotten the magic attack uh, spell. So I was like, okay, okay. And by this point, I think you also had the five, the ring of power five and the ring of power seven. So I was like, well, dude, I'm going to max out. I'm going to just attack it with uh, the magic. So I did first try, boom, ring of power seven. Boom, immediately knocked it into phase two after dodging the balls you talked about. Got into phase two. It summoned zombies. I struggled a little bit. Um, was able to find a timing in which to ring of power seven again pretty, pretty quickly. And boom, it immediately knocked it into phase three. And phase three is where I struggled the most because my brain was not saying, hey, use a smaller power level, dummy. It was, I'm going to try to kill it with this max power magic spell. And there's just not enough time to do that. Yeah. Because um, it's something to say in this game that, like... <clears throat> so, the the magic, like, system is actually made up of words. Like, and you'll find, like, certain words um, or runes or whatever have certain meanings like that are very simple like item or creature self summon. area whatever Absorb. summon um there's just sort of like certain words so when you combine these words together with other words that's how you get spells or whatever so when you cast a spell it's literally just saying the words that make up the spell and so a powered up spell has more words in it, which is what Doc was talking about earlier. The Pargon, 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 Pargon. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that was the Pargon is the power up spell. It means power. So, you would add to make a five ring powered up spell of, let's say, the magic attack, because magic attack is traditionally made up of three things your color. Um, red, green, blue, or purple, which are which are purple. which are uh, they correspond to the the ancients that we've learned, right? Yes, Char Chartuga and uh, Zelatoth and Ulyoth and uh, Mandarok. That's where that's those, right. That's where you, those I can't believe from. you have those names down. Well, the only one I'm not convinced of is the uh, Chartuga. I'm I'm not confident that that's the <laughs> right word. That sounds like such like a. Hey, can I get a Chartuga pizza? <laughs> like, you I'm know gonna look what it I mean, up. dude. 
now I need a tra- now I need a Tartuga pizza. Sounds Ooh, so good. That sound, does sound but, good. But um, yeah. Uh, so each of those yeah, colors, ch- like Chaturga, Chaturga, yep, Chaturga. Okay. So each of those colors represents one of the ancients: red, green, uh, blue, or purple. So each of those three colors represents uh, one of the ancients or purple. Sorry, four. So there's four ancients technically. Um, and then you have the two other words that make up the remainder of the spell that could be like dispel creature or like dispel area, which is how you do, do like dispel magic, right? Is dispel and then area. So uh, I believe so. More. It was something like that. Yeah. And then to make it increase, to make it a five ring, cause there's your three words. And a seven ring is you had four pargons to a three word spell. That's how you got the leveled up stuff. But as you're casting them, as I said, it says every single word mm-hmm. um, in that. And that's kind of your casting time, which is like really intuitive, actually, right? It's like pretty smart. And it, especially with like, um, so like, I think it's actually super cool how they did the spells like that because, you know, you, like, talked with Dennis and stuff and how, like, mm-hmm. the magic system is based on, like, natural language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of how he arranged the magic to be in that way. And the fact that, like, when you're understanding the mechanics of the spell casting, I like to understand that, like, or I like to think that the magic has some kind of purpose behind it right like we do have a magic bar but what's taking it to cast a spell like what really is it yes it's magic but like is there something Camera's oh, what was i saying uh the magic and it's being spells and uh language oh so it's like i like to know to what exactly it takes to cast a spell right now like yes um sometimes yeah like there is some kind of like uh audible casting that you need to do some kind of audible contribution to a spell or sometimes you have to like do some kind of symbol with your hand or there is a um an exterior component that you need to have sometimes it's like so sometimes it's like cloth or something you know what i mean like me just have whatever but it's cool how they tied in that's your cat had tied in the audible portion of the spell with this like visible like runes being cast around you mm-hmm. into your casting time right like you know how long you have to cast a certain spell because of how powerful it is for one and two it's because you've added multiple words to it that you were going to hear spoken which i don't know that is like pargon like a word is pargon an actual word in a um, real language right now so I don't know about that. Like I, I assume these words are pulled from, um, some set of language. I know, like with Dead House Sonata, the magic is going to be very similar as well, in regards to it being a uh, base of language, but it's based off of um, uh, Proto Indo European language, as opposed to whatever this was based off of. So this might be like a mix of I don't know. It gives off this like Latin type of a vibe and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. at least so, so in the game, I'm kind of looking to see if uh, maybe it says 
Um, but in the game, Paragon just means power. Yeah. Um, but I can't, I don't know if it's based off of a real language or if it's based off of a, uh, made up language or a combination of both in some, in some capacity. But because yeah. at the end of the, at the end of the day, it's based off of real words, like to enchant an item, it's project and then item, the word item. So project item and then the association with one of the three ancients or four ancients, um, including Manorok. And then adding power just makes it more powerful. So, yeah. So, um, I don't think it's, I mean, I think it is actually pretty unheard of for someone to go through and make like their own language or their own words or whatever for a game. But, you know, like hats off to him for doing that and like adding that extra flavor, like you said, like extra, like, um, the value to the content, you know what I mean? Right. It's more memorable. Granted, kind I don't, goofy. Re- it's kind of like don't remember all those words. <laughs> right. But it's kind of like Navi being annoying. Like, hey, listen, hey, it's Pargon, Pargon, Pargon. Like, I'm going to remember that. Yeah, it's, um, it's really yeah, cool. It's really it's funny. Re- yeah, and it's, it is. It's memorable, and I, I enjoy that memory a lot playing the game. And it's funny that... Um, having a partner, you know, like you, that we played these games separately and we got Pargon, the Pargon rune separately and hadn't really, like, I don't think we had talked with, on, like, a call or something since we had both gotten that until we had sat down to this podcast. And one of the first things you said was, like, Pargon, Pargon! And it was just, (laughs) it was so funny. It filled me with so much delight. And that's, like, Honestly, I don't know what more joy a video game can bring me than, like, really good memories like that. You know what I mean? What's super cool, Um, like, Shiny Bree, a fellow uh, streamer, um, her channel points are called Paragons. Oh, really? That's so cool. So so instead of just, like, mine are bandages, yours are, what, pants points? That's right. And hers are uh, Paragons, so her channel points are literally power. That's funny. Yeah, that's... I mean, it's powerful. clever. It's super. It's super cool. I just knocked yeah, the crap out of my microphone. So, but uh, so yeah, I think um, that's my two sons on the magic system. Um, I think it's super cool. I, I, I magic completely from a. Um, if this doesn't, if this isn't the kind of definition of game you're looking for. Uh, unique i don't know what isn't it's yeah. it's the magic system is just like incredibly unique and original um i don't think you get that super often i mean like it's like we were talking about it may or may not be like pretty original words like pargon might be a thing but like they could have also just been like hey what's another word for power uh pargon <laughs> yeah and they just like Boom, throw a dart at it, sticks, let's go with it. Yeah. And it worked. Like, even if that's, like, it, sometimes you just know what to go with. And I trust these guys. I trust these guys, as I said in the first episode. I felt as if things were done with an intent, as you said Dennis did do. He was very intentional with uh, 
uh, how he did things. It's uh, it's nice to know that so much care and intent was put in this game, and it came through because it was super enjoyable, like super enjoyable front to back. But um, in terms of the magic being, I don't remember what the the original question was. I, I just I felt like I was able to get more of it. Yeah, that was the only thing that I was thinking about. I wish I could have gotten more of it at first because i was worried that this the spell making was gonna get hairy right we Um, we expressed we expressed it like i think you expressed a concern originally of the magic seemed too complex uh well not not too complex but maybe maybe more complex than absolutely needed to be and i think actually i know i'm gonna say this i know that the magic is going to expand a little bit to what degree i don't know but i understand expand again like i understand okay i'll say that it needs no further expansion (laughs) like yeah but then i think we also walked away like but we really wanted it to see it emphasized and in the first half of the game we were only dealing with magic very very minimally like we were repairing an item or enchanting an item um I we maybe we were revealing uh hidden walls or dispelling shields. Like I, that was really it. That's all we were doing. And in the second half of the game or right at the end of the very first one, I think we learned to be able to summon the trapper, which we didn't we didn't talk about. Um which now thinking about that may have been I wonder if you could have targeted yourself with the trapper. <laughs> No, but yeah, like I mean that in, to to send yourself to the to the other realm to fully max something for basically free, you know what I mean? I don't uh, know. I, I never actually uh, tried yeah. that. Um, but the second half of the game, so we were both like, but we wanted to see it expand. I really wanted to see it expand. I wanted to see it be more offensive and just more whatever. But I was worried about it being hindered by the mechanic of having to go in and select the magic. And you could eventually quick spell it and you just set it to a button, which became paramount to the game in general. Like you eventually get into a situation, uh, especially at the end of the game where you're like, oh, I need this spell. I need to use this spell. I need to use this spell. And we're talking stuff like shields. We're talking magic attack, like with the boss. We're talking enchanting your weapons. We're talking, you got this thing called magic pool or a pool spell, which constantly gave you back health or sanity or magic. Um, and you needed those almost constantly in order to get through a big section of the game. And so just being able to map them to the buttons, your face buttons on your controller, the D-pad, and I think the Y button was phenomenal. And it, it did exactly what I wanted it to do. And it definitely felt like you were doing way more than just swinging a sword into the head of your enemies. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And so it I, felt uh, supernatural. <laughs> nice, supernatural and supernatural. Nice. <laughs> but so, like, it, it gave me a lot of enjoyment in the, to the game in general. It did what I expected, and I think still to date, there's only one game that I even referenced. Um that may have something similar and that's there's a game called lichdom 
where you actually are able but instead of using words like this is still unique that you're using words to craft your spells lichdom actually uses like several different types of magic that you combine together to make new stuff and that's super that was super interesting but overall this game is unique in all of these aspects still and i don't know of anything else that does it that doesn't mean there isn't anything out there i'm sure several people saw eternal darkness it was like this is a really good idea and they probably ran with it i just don't know what that would be if you know let us know yeah um, yeah if you've seen anything similar let us know in the comments it's uh i think if there's that's just one i think honestly that's one of the biggest thing that that eternal darkness has uh at its advantage at its side uh, and being as a game especially a staple of the console in my opinion now um oh i think if you have a, if you have a gamecube or you have a wii that's gamecube compatible um like granted yes yeah, sure people are going to be like oh emulator though i don't necessarily support that um because even though i played on it <laughs> like but i think this is a game you should own if you can get this game i think you should own the game and you should definitely at least play it once and play it all the yeah. way through don't just play it and be like oh i got stuck i don't think the game's terribly hard um but it's definitely fun and i'll definitely be going through it the next the other two times to to experience the other two-thirds of the game essentially it might be the same story but it's a different experience well, yeah, and apparently there is uh, bonus content for completing the games several times through, as you mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. well, we mentioned technically, like, at the beginning of this episode, uh, it changes depending on what artifact you picked at the very beginning. Right. So, like, I wonder if, like, we saw a lot of, like, stuff. blue Nagas and stuff, you know, the blue, the horrors. Yeah. I assume all of them would have changed. Like, the the biggest difference is, like, the blue enemies, they just sucked your health away. Or not your health, they sucked your magic away more than anything else. Yeah. So, I, so I can only assume, like, green, green would have sucked away more of your sanity and red would have sucked away more of your health, which health is what you need to survive, so red is probably hard. And green is yeah. probably not hard, but when your sanity... I know we haven't touched on sanity that much in this uh, episode, and I don't think there's a lot to expand on it because there's so many different sanity effects that we don't want to just tell you all of them. Um, yeah. Did you experience anything that was super cool that you're like, oh, man, this was awesome in regards um, to sanity? I have one that I want to share. Uh, there. I mean, not really because I latched on to the whole recovery thing. <laughs> You get to a point where you start just recovering your sanity because you don't want to deal with it. I definitely understand that. Yeah, like, it just never got low for me. You know what I mean? So, Um, I actually didn't have a whole lot of sanity. uh, Okay. My one one sanity that I'm going to share is I walked up a ladder and I went into a room. And the room had, like, ten enemies in it. But there were so super super tiny like biting at my ankles <laughs> that's super funny dude like i'm talking like the little like three-headed naga horrors <laughs> and they were just at my ankles just like attacking me and stuff it was super cool it was one of my favorites um oh, every, everything so else 
everything else you just have to experience i can say from experience my sanity was low for a good chunk of time and that game is hectic when your sanity is low one if your sanity is all the way low anything that deals sanity um will deal health damage instead so that's already harder the sounds the the ambience of the game changes drastically you're stuck on a, like a permanent dutch angle everything's tilted like all kinds of stuff happen with your sanity low so if you're like oh this game's too easy play with your sanity at zero the game is yeah that the, would be a challenge it's not only hard harder in terms of difficulty but it's harder mentally i think like the the you hear like crying babies and and stuff just constantly in your ears like not annoying but it's there it's in it's in your mind that you're like oh my god dude the sound is in the everything it just gets nuts from all the yeah. different effects um we've covered the story we've covered the magic in in a hugely positive way um obviously we're having tech difficulties now too <laughs> it's the yeah, sanity it's the sanity <laughs> yeah it is just the sanity uh, um, play the game if you haven't you will uh you will understand so if do you want to are we going to rate games as we kind of cover these in the second half i do you have a rating? Do you have an overall if you had to give it a out of a, a 10 or something? That I you... mean, I'll give it... Uh... What are we... Uh... I mean, we are the Scrub Hub, right? We're Scrub Hub. Oh, yeah, we haven't done this before. We haven't given the, <laughs> like some I, something I out of why. 10 bubbles. Okay, hear me out. This is, uh, this is the pants portion. Um, today, I'm going to give... I'm gonna give it eight and a half pretzels. Eight, eight and, and a half, half? Eight, eight and a half soft pretzels, like the super soft pretzels that you eat with cheese. Mm, that sounds oven. good. That sounds super good. Yes, dude. Eight and a half, eight and half of those babies. I think. I think I just said bubbles. And, <laughs> and here's the thing: you can't have half a bubble. So I'm gonna have to give this nine out of ten bubbles. Oh man, I like You're right. Like, I know you had a couple instances where you struggled, but unfortunately, or fortunately, I didn't have the same struggles. So my experience was overall a complete positive. Um, I think I only had a couple instances that were super weird and frustrating. Um, and I mean, the game gives you what it gives you. And so I think I think it deserves a nine at least. So yeah, I, I like I don't I don't know what else to say about any kind of rating. I couldn't I couldn't hate this game. I will play it again for sure, and I think that's a big reason the replayability is there, uh, the sound design, the attention to detail, all that stuff. Yeah, all that stuff makes it makes it worth it. The 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 fact that the magic did expand. I I was surprised like the Paragon thing. Um, you said I may be disappointed at one point because Paragon was just, it just added Paragon to your already, the spell you already had. You didn't get to mix more words. And I think mm -hmm. I went into that thinking, oh man, this would be really cool if you did that and get just getting Paragon and having the word Paragon, Paragon, Paragon repeated. Granted the, the way the spells were built, you could build it to where you had your three runes and then you just add four Paragons. 
but the the spell set it in a specific way that was really cool yeah um i wasn't disappointed by that i actually enjoyed that and i'm kind of glad it didn't come make the spell system more complex it just expanded it to that helped you with the uh, play style and i think that's that was really cool too i like that a lot okay i guess that's uh that's a good way of putting it um expanding it without making it more complex right it did it definitely did not make it more complex and by the end of the game where that's the spell system like that is super important right like the very end you have to understand the spell system by the end of the game so not making it more complicated as you got those higher uh rings of power was just a was just a was a great thing the entire time yeah so by the time you got to the end you're like boom i know the spell system even if you don't remember what each word did you knew it and you knew it for sure and it made it amazing it made you feel good yeah yeah and there's one particular thing that is major in the story and at two different instances actually a very it's actually pretty often throughout the story that you need to know what the spells are like how the magic system works which just speaks to how interweaved the magic system is and how built upon it is um throughout the game and what it does to the story what it does to the mechanics of how you even progress through this game the combat um even the enemies were casting spells we didn't talk about that some of those enemies oh yeah some of the enemies are (laughs) yeah some of them pretty crazy but specifically the guardians the the, like they're like like shrimp things yeah that were casting spells i think those were the second most annoying enemy in the game for me but once you realized how to defeat them it wasn't too bad and if you could get past them you just could but yeah but they were casting spells which was really neat and i think that the ultimately that's how i got over my humps that i had with this game uh a couple of particular places was the first major boss um the first guardian boss uh i had that phase two i had a big problem with that phase two but um i don't know i kind of got over it because every game not to mention you have to understand the context of what when these games are coming out mm-hmm. like what's possible uh what other people have done what other companies have done um i will say as far as like movement and perhaps thing that was like two things i had wrong or like not wrong i'm sorry you say movement um, and what i'm sorry you you cut out a hit second. boxes hit boxes so like yeah so movement and like hit boxes or like perhaps like just like certain things that you're looking to achieve in a scenario like in phase two you wanted us to hit the actually i'm not even truly sure what we were still looking for in that but you wanted the spell to hit the guardian Mm -hmm. um when it was vulnerable but it didn't seem like you had enough time or like uh but then again like doc he just didn't have the same experiences to me so it's hard telling uh because me and him talked a lot about it but so i kind of just chalked that up because sometimes you just have weird stuff happen um and for an entire game that I played and really only had like a weird circumstance once, mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty good. That's yeah, like that's really, good. really good. I think that's there's good. no updates on this. 
Uh, as far as I know, there aren't any different versions. Yeah. I was I like, mean, the, I think the only update is that this game, I believe, was originally designed for the 64 and then exactly. ultimately got moved to the GameCube. Right. So, like, there's no patches coming out for this game constantly. You know what I mean? Uh, once they put it out, it was pretty much out. And I, ne- um, I mean, like, yeah, I never saw, I didn't see any glitches or anything that was super crazy. Like, I couldn't tell you that I saw a glitch. Yeah, or so any weird clean. any weird clipping or anything. Yeah. I yeah. Don't th- I don't think so. It's just um it's really refreshing, honestly. I'm it's really refreshing to go back and play a game on the GameCube that came out in 2002, right? Yep, 2002. Um that July, I, I believe. I like didn't know anything about this game. Um picked it up on your recommendation. Uh, from the, you know, knowing Dennis. <laughs> yeah, and... I was like recommendation from a game that I've never played either. <laughs> right, because you've you've heard the obviously you know Dennis, and you know he made it. Um, you've you know talked with Shiny Bree. Uh, shout out to them again. They uh they like playing this game quite a bit. So good recommendations all around. So jumping into a game that is old and it is just this original and this unique. It's nice and uh, it's refreshing. So, really awesome game to play. And admittedly, it's another game under a boat, right? Yep. We completed yep. another game. Scrubhub and, and Scrubhub has completed another game, and we've completed another game in our personal right. uh, libraries. Yeah, it feels really good. It feels really good to complete another game, and I'm really glad and thankful that it's it was Eternal Darkness mm-hmm. this time. You know it was good. Mean? It. Such it feels a like a game that I should have played before. And um, I look for, I actually, it's going to be interesting to share games like this because not everyone has access to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are, I get it. We're kind of moving past. I don't know. Some people have moved past retro games because it's a GameCube game. You could consider it retro. Some would, um, some wouldn't. It's not necessarily... I think retro should be like 30 years or 25 years. Kind of like a classic car, right? I mean, maybe. I was like, you eventually... That's... that's, We can have that. We could have that discussion on a different ScrubHub episode. Hey, that would would be an interesting topic. What would we consider retro? Because my viewpoint is very different. That's interesting. I think. But... uh... So, I mean, it, it's kind of hard to get everyone into game wanting to play a GameCube game, right? Because it's not super accessible. And sometimes people just want to play their PS4. Sometimes they just want to play their PC. There you go. Theme games or whatever. But uh, I would really love it to have a discussion with everyone watching this video right now. If you can get your hands on Eternal Darkness, um, it would be really, really cool to chat with you guys about this. Or maybe you've found us because you have been playing it and you would like to hear our thoughts and... Thank you for tuning in and doing that with us. Let us know what you think, dude. Yeah, for sure. And with that, I guess we're going to end this episode. And Scrubhub Pinky Promise, if you're not good, get good. Get good. (laughs) See you guys. Bye.